It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. More and more you're seeing retail workers stand up and realize, hey, if I'm treated rudely by a customer, the customer isn't always right. At some point, that customer loses its right as a customer and is demoted to just a rude person that you can talk back to on an even level. Am I right? So this video surfaced (laughs) out of a Dunkin' Donuts in the U.S. And I think it's something relatable here. There is a gentleman filming, and he was being rude to the person working at Dunkin' Donuts. And the Dunkin' employee said, you know what, that's enough. You pull over in the front, we're fighting. Yeah, we're going to fight this out. The customer was just laying on his horn and just causing a not a nice situation. Slapping change out of the staffer's hand. It yeah. wasn't cool. I don't think they ever ended up fighting, but it just got us thinking like, okay, the customer isn't always right. That was one of the big lies that we always were told. And then the, it just gave the customer like this sense of entitlement that was just unreasonable in most situations. Now, I want to say that Matt and I, and I think we represent everybody at Country 104.9, we believe that violence is never the answer. No, and you, you got to be good at your job. Sometimes nodding and smiling is the absolute best thing to do. But there's maybe some more passive aggressive things that you can do. For example... You work at Tim Hortons. You got a rude customer in the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. You serve them decaf oh. instead of normal coffee. Oh, that'll mess with their day. It's a little thing, but and you can't taste the difference, <laughs> but it's going to keep the line rolling. I know this from experience. I used to work at a grocery store, and people would ask, do you have any in the back? I, I don't like, like the apples that are out here. Do you have do, any apples in the back? Like, do you think I have? Why wouldn't it be out here? The back is this what? magical it's place. It's like this magical place where things just appear. Yeah, you have apple trees in the back. So go to the back, but go to the back for 12 minutes. Yeah. Just go back there. and I'd love to check for some apples for you. And then you 12 yeah. minutes later, you come back. You yeah. go cigarette, text your boyfriend back, whatever. Yeah, just make him wait for the dumb question. This one's for McDonald's workers. Got a rude customer coming through. You give them the unsalted fries. You make them a fresh batch, so they're waiting. You make them unsalted. By the, they're going to be way down the road or already at their workplace or back home. They're going to bite those fries. Oh, there's no salt on these things. Oh, ruined. If you're a grocery store clerk and you're checking people out at the till and they're being rude to you. Hey, could you scan any faster, please? Yeah, those people. and Type in the organic codes. Ooh. They'll pay 10 times more. Salary's going to go from $3 to $12. There was this woman. She adopted a dog and... For the longest time, she thought, man, I think this dog's kind of stupid. This dog's dumb. It's not listening to any of your commands, doesn't understand sit or let's go for a walk. This is a cute little chihuahua. Four years old, too, so it should have learned a few things by now. She suddenly realized after she started speaking a little bit of Spanish. She took to Google, <laughs> Googled, what is sit in Spanish? And then she started saying Spanish words. All of a sudden, the dog just perked up was the most well-behaved thing following all the commands. This dog was owned by a Spanish-speaking couple before, apparently, and she didn't know it. (laughs) You kind of forget that the dogs learn the language that we are speaking. And you got to remember, too, there's so many breeds of dogs, and some dogs are more prominent in different cultures, so you got to speak your dog's language. Like, for example, if you get a British bulldog, you got to remember they always have issues with their teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you get, like, an Irish setter, 
You got to put a few swear words in the commands. Oh, they love they those swear words. They just don't know what you're saying otherwise. German shepherds, yeah. no sense of humor. Italian greyhounds, you just have to use more hand gestures. Then they'll respond. Hey, sit. Sit. Yeah. We apologize to all our Irish, British, Italian, and German listeners. We apologize. Uh, go lay down. You got to put your voice up at the end, too. <laughs> Sit in your bed. Oh, I always love it when kids write that letter to Santa. He's, that's a lot of reading to do for Santa, right? All the kids around the world. Yeah, but he can do it. It's no problem for Santa. He's a skim reader. No, he's one of those speed readers. Yeah. It's like one of those speed reading programs. He's not like you. He can read fast. Oh, yeah, he's magic. Have you heard Matt Hussey read out loud? Not even close to Santa. Oh, no. That's why I'm not Santa. But this letter to from my um, seven-year-old niece, she wrote Santa. She said, I want a pet dog. Santa, I really, really want a pet dog. She Ooh. doesn't sound like that. She says it again. Really? Three times. I don't want anything else except a pet dog. Just please... I would die if I didn't get the pet dog. <laughs> See, now you're pinning Santa in a corner because Santa's like, I don't want this kid oh. to die. Oh, I better get her a pet dog. I don't get her a dog. She's, she's threatening me. But if we have any kids listening, I don't think Santa can really bring dogs. They don't like the sleigh ride. Have you ever put your dog in your van? Sometimes they get a little sick. But a sleigh <laughs> ride, it's too much for a dog. Yeah. So don't be expecting a dog this year. I know you really want one. Sometimes maybe Santa's helpers can get a pet for you, but I wouldn't really be counting on it, kids. And also, Santa doesn't respond to threats. This is Santa Claus. <laughs> it's true. He's got the naughty list and the nice list. If you're on the nice list, you might get what you want. You might get what you want. Yeah. So you got to be really good. You, yeah, be nice to Santa. So you got to do your chores. You got to clean up when your mom or dad tells you you got to clean up. Mm -hmm. Be a good kid in school. Be nice to your peers. Yeah. Say nice things. I like that dress you're wearing, or I like that shirt you're wearing. That's right. Be very nice, and if you're on the nice list, Santa might bring you what you want. If you don't bring me a dog, I'm pushing my teacher. You don't say stuff like that. You no. don't threaten Santa Claus. No. He's more powerful than it's, you. He's got connections. Him and the Easter Bunny, they will hogtie you and throw you in the back of the sleigh, and it'll be terrifying going that fast around the world on Christmas Day. True. I think she's just being a little dramatic, though. She's just like, oh, I would just die if I didn't get a dog. It's more of an expression. Oh, I think okay. that's what she meant. Oh, she wasn't being literal. I don't think she was threatening Santa. Oh, then I've blown this out of proportion entirely. I think so. Okay. You never know what will be required of you at your job sometimes. You ever, you ever get asked to do something where you're thinking to yourself, I don't get paid enough to do this crap. Well, there was this guy, TTC worker in Toronto. Somebody crapped on the escalator. So there's a mess there. This was a human poo? Yes. A human crapped on the escalator. It's all over the place. It wasn't like somebody brought their dog. This is like... It's the only way out of the TTC. It's bits of corn. Ooh. And so this poor TTC worker, this hero, had to stand there by the escalator and say, yeah, watch for the crap. You got to walk around the crap. We learned about this because of some video that surfaced. Someone literally took a right on the escalator. I thought I seen it all on the TTC. 
Uh, the TTC. I thought I'd seen it all on the TTC. No, I guess not. I thought I'd seen it all on the TTC. I thought I'd seen it all on the TTC. Yeah. Oh, man. That, you called the person who's standing there directing traffic a hero? Well, yeah. Is that what... Is that how we're defining heroes now? Well, that is heroic. You don't sign up for that when you're just working for the TTC. They don't tell you. Well, you might have to step in every now and then and detour people around human crap. It's not what you expect as part of the job. So when I think of heroes, I think of like like firefighters, for example. Like they're running into a burning building. Like that building is not inhabitable to life. Mm-hmm. And they're running in there to save life. Like oh. that's heroic. People who like willingly donate organs knowing like it could cost their lives but they're trying to save somebody else's life like well, these- like that's heroic you're talking about somebody who's just like like this person doesn't have to clean it up they're just standing there telling other people like hey watch out for that yeah but those other people if they stepped in that and then showed up to work it could be the worst day of their life they show up with this human crap on their shoes no you're right this person yeah. is absolutely a hero see i agree with you matt they are better than firefighters <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of Christmas movie trivia for you. Some obscure facts about Christmas movies. Okay. So why is the Grinch in How the Grinch Stole Christmas green? Why is he green? Uh, I believe he had liver failure. No. Hold on. I think he had a bad melanoma. No, no. It was actually the director of the animated feature decided to make him green because he had an ugly rental car that was green. Okay. And he thought to himself... That should be the Grinch's color. Is that what I said? No. No, I said liver failure. It's a liver right. failure. Which serious, fairly serious Christmas television program was going to have a laugh track, but Charles Schultz shut it down? Mm, hour of power. Mm. <laughs> no. You know who Charles Schultz is? Yeah. He, yeah. Made, he made the Peanuts yeah. comic. Peanuts. Char- Charlie Brown Christmas was originally going to have a laugh track. Oh, really? Like, what's funny in that? I don't know. What an idiot. He got a small tree. That kid is bald. A whole crowd laughing at him? Who's ever seen a bald child? That's, <laughs> that's bullying. Okay, which two Christmas classics started out as songs? Oh, Christmas classics that started out they as songs. They were songs before they were Christmas specials. Uh, Home Alone is one. No. Home Alone. It is a good song, though. And then the other one was, oh, I can't remember. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Is that one of them? That's not, actually. (laughs) Frosty the Snowman. Okay. That was a song first. So was Santa Claus is Coming to Town. All righty. And they made specials. The songs were so good, they deserved a whole TV special. (laughs) Way back. (laughs) It's important for kids to recognize now. Kids, when your grandparents were growing up, they had three channels on the television if they were lucky this is huron county might have had like six stations if you lived in the city but in huron county you had like three stations you were lucky to get some of this programming they put anything on the television oh they just came up with this in a boardroom yeah you know that song frosty the snowman can we make a movie for 12 dollars? we can well let's put it on the tv can we make a tv special of that well let's do it and now you can literally stream anything, anytime, all of the time on your phone, on your computer. Oh, it's awesome. We live in a good time. Well, we all dream about winning the lottery. But do you really dream about winning the lottery? There was this Australian man who went to sleep one day and saw the lottery numbers in his dream. He said it was as clear as day. Wrote them down when he woke up. 
He's been playing these numbers for years, and the dream finally came true. How much did he win? $3.4 million. Not bad. Goodness. So this works. It worked for him. He dreamed the numbers, and he won the lottery. I need to try this. Can okay. you put me into some kind of sleep state or something? Okay. Okay. Oh, seeing some numbers. Three, 34, 16, 69. 69. Wait, wait a second. I'm not giving away these numbers. What? what? This, could be, this could be the winning numbers, and I'm just broadcasting them on local radio. Okay, so we got like four of them. Three of them, four of them. Three, 16, 34, and 69. Yeah. I can see the other three. Let's try playing them. Oh, no. Oh, I don't think I'm going to give them to us. I don't think I should give them away. Or should I give them away? Yeah. And then we'll see if we win. Put hold me on. back into sleep. Okay, hold on. 18, 42, it's blurry. It's coming into focus. 39. Okay. Okay. Okay, you know what? Give one more because I think the lottery only goes up to 50. I think I think 50 is the highest number you can play. Oh. So no. give us one more number. 22. All right. There All right. We go. Let's try those numbers. So you play those tonight because we got the 649 draw. It's 5 million bucks tonight. And then Friday is the lotto max. That is $60 million. So if you play those numbers that we didn't remember and hopefully you wrote down... And you win the lottery? Well, surely they'll share the money with me. Of course. Yeah. They're your numbers. So Mad Hussey had this tree cut down on his property, but he managed to get it back. This beautiful blue spruce that he babied, and it was meant to be his Christmas tree this year. Well, I heard there might be a Christmas tree shortage, and I thought, I'll be damned if I let this tree go into the garbage. I'm going to get the tree back on my property and then put it inside. Come Christmas time. So what problem are you having with the tree now? It's toxic, I think. You, you can't touch the thing. It's the needles on a blue spruce tree just hurt. And then I break out into a rash. And so I'm thinking this might not be a good thing to bring inside. Okay, so this tree's been outside his property. He's been meaning to make it a Christmas tree, still sitting on your porch, your back porch. And you're not going to bring it in? Or are you definitely bringing it in and not getting another Christmas tree? Yeah, I think I'm going to work with it. We're just going to not go close to it. We're just going to throw the lights at it and hope they land in a good spot because you, you can't touch this thing without you, thick gloves. You can't throw Christmas ornaments at the tree. You have to hang them on the tree. Yeah, but this year's going to be a little special because I'm not going to waste that perfectly good blue spruce. It was already cut down. I looked after that thing for years. It was like seeing a child thrown out in the garbage. I just couldn't bear to see it thrown out. I wanted to use it for something special. Did you just equate your children to a tree? Well, gardeners know what this is like. You get attached to your trees and your flowers. And we, we like to garden a little bit. What do you mean gardeners know what it's like? We have farmers in Huron County. They sell their crop all the time. I fed that blue spruce horse manure. I cared for it. Ugh. It grew nicely. And I'm not blaming the construction company, but, you know, they cut it down because the roots were in the way of their wires <laughs> or plumbing. Ugh. What is safety anyways? <laughs> it's going to be too sharp and too pointy to put ornaments on, but if he isn't so stubborn... Maybe I'm just cheap. I'm saving some money. You're not cheap, you're frugal. Why would I get a new tree? I have a perfectly good tree here. Plus, I can't find real trees out there. Dad, the tree made me bleed. Stop crying. It's Christmas time. In Dubai, they have this beauty contest for camels. 
it's big business. You can win up to $66 million in prize money for this. So naturally, people try and cheat. And they give their camels Botox and facelifts. Oh, they alter every part of the camel's body. And they've really cracked down on it this year. They said they caught over 40 contestants who have altered the camels. And they're disqualified from the competition. Now, if you're wondering what a camel with Botox looks like, we did a Google search. (laughs) For research, our boss is going to see our search history and be like, why'd you Google sexy Botox camel? Sexy camels. And the, <laughs> you know how you see those girls on Instagram or whatever, and they got like the, the really puffy lips. It's like they put their lips in a vacuum. Yeah. The camels look like that. Oh, yeah. They do all kinds of things <laughs> to them. It's cruel, really. Oh, it's awful, but kind, you, kind of arousing. Camels are probably the ugliest creature on the planet. Am I right? They're not the most attractive creature. Warthogs are pretty ugly. They got like this big tumor on their back. and It's not a tumor. It's a fat sack. Oh, it's a fat sack. Whatever. And then their faces are all floppy. and it, It's hard to make a camel look attractive. That's why it's weird they have a beauty contest for a camel. But dude, we've done... Huron County's sexiest horse and Huron County's sexiest cat. We're doing this just in a different part of the world. You're right. What a hypocritical thing to say. Those camels sure are ugly, but those horses, man, I'd hook up with a horse. Who would have a beauty pageant for animals? Nay is right. It's time to play Santa Santa Screenshots. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, terrible. Hand me the remote. There we go. We're going to do a scene from a Christmas movie. If you know the Christmas movie, then you can call us when we give you the cue to call. What's on Netflix? Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho. I don't have time for this. I got to load the sack. Did you renew our Prime membership? All right, here we go. So we're going to reenact a scene from a Christmas movie. You guess the movie. You win a prize. Are you the spirit whose coming was foretold to me? I am. We sound too similar. No, well, I'm, uh, no, no. I'm, I am. Yeah. Are you going to, I can change it if you no, want. No, I'll do a high voice. You okay. start over. All right. Start over. Are you the spirit whose coming was foretold to me? I am. Who and what are you? I am the ghost of Christmas past. Long past? No, your past. I don't think that's very accurate. Were you doing SpongeBob? I think so. And I think you were doing like Voldemort. Voldemort. He's not French. Voldemort. He's not French. He's Voldemort. All right. If you know what movie we were reenacting, 519-612-1049. There's a marijuana dispensary in Massachusetts. They cooked, they claim is the world's largest cannabis-infused brownie. It weighs 850 pounds. and. There's 20,000 milligrams of THC yeah. in it. So the thing is, why would they add so much THC into it? They just probably had to put a little bit to call it a marijuana brownie. I wonder if it has to have a certain percentage to technically classify as an edible. It must. Is what I'm thinking. The reason this bothers me so much is because we in the town of Godrich have three cannabis dispensaries in our small town. That's a lot for a small town. Cannabis guys, Miss Jones, True North Cannabis. We also have these two exceptional bakers. If you've ever been to Kate's Cafe in downtown Godrich, K Vale, Spencer Vale, I love their stuff. This is not a paid advertisement for them. I just like them. Well, we got a lot of great bakers in the area. Maybe one of the local bakers 
would take the three cannabis shops aside and say, hey, let's do the world's largest brownie right here in Godrich. We give Spencer a couple weeks off. He starts hooking up with the True North Miss Jones and Cannabis Guys dispensaries <laughs> in town, and he makes an 860-pound yes. cannabis edible. We bring a lot of positive attention to our small town, and it's going to be a party after Spencer finishes that. My worry is not that there will be enough weed in town because we've got so many weed shops. I'm worried we won't be able to find enough flour more than weed. (laughs) The Goddard has more weed than flour. Our weed to flour ratio strange in this town. We have so many dispensaries. Little lopsided. (laughs) That's why the locals walk funny. There was this idiot in Maryland. A bunch of snakes roaming around the house, an infestation. And so he thought, well, I'll just smoke them out. Can you do that with snakes? Can you smoke out snakes? I didn't think you could, but I guess so. They probably don't like the smoke. Okay. So he built this fire. I don't know, dude. Snakes are a bad influence. I've met some snakes who smoke, a couple who drink. Yeah, true. One who did drugs. He was bad. That was a bad snake. Made a fire in his basement. And you know where this is going. Burn the house down. Oof. You got to call a pro, man. That's why we got Truly Nolan. He called the pest pros. It it got me thinking it's only a matter of time until our local fire department. You know how they put up those signs? Yeah, the Godrich Fire Department. They're they're literally like a couple hundred yards from our station, and they always have funny signs. Yeah, and probably one of these days we'll drive by there and I'll say, change your fire alarm batteries and don't try to get rid of snakes with fire. Stop smoking out the snakes. And we'll be like, huh? What? That's a bizarre sign. That's a weirdly specific Godrich Fire Department. Somebody did that? It's good advice. Could you imagine just before Christmas, too? Mm. And you have to explain that to your neighbors. Like, what happened to your house? We saw the fire department. Christmas is ruined because I, my dad tried to smoke out the snakes. And then, But if you're the dad and you're like, oh, yeah, you know how you smoke out snakes? And people are like, no. Not in your basement. It's not what you do with snakes. Like, oh, I thought you smoked them out. I was like, where did you hear that? Like, I don't know, a Scooby-Doo episode, I think. Wild boars were spotted in Pickering area over the last few months, and people were wondering, where did these wild boars come from? We don't want wild boars because they're an ecological train wreck. They trample things, they wallow, oh, they ruin sensitive habitats, they just cause a mess wherever these things pop up in the world. So they've been trying to catch them over in Pickering. And you have an update on this story. Yeah, they caught and killed, or they caught and euthanized a dozen of them. So a bunch of them already did. I think they counted 14, so hopefully they got uh, the majority of them. Apparently, they breed like crazy, though. Mm -hmm. Apparently, in the winter, they really hunker down and just start breeding. And the worst thing is they're not even married when they start breeding. It's like, dude, how do you expect to raise these kids? Yeah, this is the problem. You got to catch them before winter because they build pigloos, they call them. Who calls them that? They're called pigloos. They're, they're underground burrows. Well, I might have just made that up. But yeah, you did. Yeah, and then they, and then come springtime, they've doubled in their population. A hole in the ground is not an igloo to begin with, even if a pig lives it's in it. It's a burrow in snow called a pigloo. If this were here in county, though, like, what are they doing with the pigs over there in Pickering? If it were here, we'd have a giant pig roast. The Dungan and pig roast. 14 pigs. Pig roast, a tractor pull. We'd just here in county the whole thing up and have a party. And you could smell it for miles. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome. 57-year-old guy in Italy. He didn't want to get the vaccine for some reason. The COVID-19 yeah. vaccine specifically. So that's fair. But he did want the vaccine pass. And so he rigged up this contraption, put it around his torso, contained two silicone prosthetic arms. 
Why would he go with two? That's just awkward. Well, he, he just needed one, didn't he? You just need the one arm. Anyways, he tried going in there and literally did not fool anybody. I like the description from the nurse. She says when she lifted up the sleeve, <laughs> I felt skin that was cold and gummy and the color was too light. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing here is that he thinks he can trick a nurse. They're trained to spot everything. When you walk into a nurse and they're about to do all your vitals and stuff, I mean, they're noticing everything. You're the color of your face. and You can't slip something by a nurse. They've seen it all. And also fake arm days like the first class nurses take in nursing school. Exactly. Fake arm 101. Here's how to spot a fake arm. <laughs> I'm just glad this guy didn't have to get the injection into his butt. It'd be hard to fake a butt. You put some yeah. pork chops over your cheeks. What do you do? I don't know. Yeah, prosthetic butts, is that a thing? Uh, prosthetic butt day is uh, second year nursing class. Right. So I don't think we have any churches this big here in Huron County. 52,000 members a week show up to Joel Osteen's church down in Houston. It's one of those mega churches. I've seen this church on TV before. It's an old stadium. I don't know who used to play there, but they literally meet in a stadium. Latest controversy to come out of this church is a plumber was called in to fix one of the toilets, had to break a tile. Out of the tile comes 500 envelopes full of checks and money. $600,000 worth of checks and money. They were hiding cash and money in, so, the, in the walls of the church? Well, I don't know. They got some explaining to do. Needless to say, whether or not the church itself hid all this money in the walls or whether it was like somebody ran away with a collection plate and shoved it in there and was coming back for it? I don't know. Now, you've been to large church gatherings back in back in your church days. Who's the pastor you just Well, mentioned? I remember going to see uh, Billy Graham once at the Sky Dome because they had some good music playing. Sky Dome is like <laughs> 60, 50, 60,000 fans. Oddly enough, it was Randy Travis was playing. What kind of bizarre bill was that? Randy Travis and Billy Graham. I have no idea why they were on the same bill. Now, we were talking about how they collect money at these large church services. I always thought they'd have like, so at the mosque in London that I used to go to, they have like a, a bin by the door and you just, you put your five or your 20 in the bin and you just leave. There's no like collection plate. It's not that. But you were saying at these huge stadium church events, they still do like a church plate style thing. They would pass around Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets. <laughs> and I'd reach in to grab a piece of chicken and no, it was just full of money. No, it was just money. Yeah. I want a chicken, but I took some money. I'm here for Randy Travis. We realized, though, we were doing the math. This 600000 sounds like a lot, but that's probably just one morning's collection plate because they have 52,000 people that go to the church. To be fair, they got to pay the bills for a stadium as well. True. That was ta tax bill and plumbers. Yeah, the plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> a plumber charges $600,000. That's, that's a lot of people using the toilets. So next time you go to church and maybe you're falling on some hard times, check behind the toilet. Social media has reached the ultimate low. It's already bad enough you have people reaching out from your high school trying to creep on you. Ugh. Now debt collectors can reach out on social media. So, yeah, I don't know what the rules are here in Canada, but the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau in the United States last week, they allowed debt collectors to creep you on social media and send you a message, tell you that you got to start paying your student loan already. Pay me. You're 60. 
they try and call you on the phone and you just hang up, right? I, but, uh, guess, I guess this was prompted by the fact that a lot of mobile numbers are unlisted. Fewer people are getting home phone now, so it's harder for debt collectors to get a hold of you. The only way they can reach people now is social media, so that's the new open door for them to get at you. So they're allowed to message you on Facebook, mm-hmm. but they have to identify themselves as from a debt collection agency, and you can block and delete them. Well, they, they have to give you a way to opt out of being contacted online. But is anyone going to opt in onto this? That's what's stupid about this. Deck collector's kind of friendly. He's befriending me on Facebook. Block and ban. You do the same thing you do with that <laughs> chick you went to Effie Medill with years ago who's right. trying to sell you essential oils. You block and you delete. Easy. You know, we've all heard of Terry Fox walking across Canada. This kilt-wearing Scotsman just completed a walk across Canada with his dog. That's 8,000 kilometers. He, he just finished? On Sunday. It's really cold. I know. What a weird time to walk across Canada. But He wore a kilt? He said he would get up in the morning, throw his kilt on, and just start walking. He said he would warm up a little bit from the walking. It's cold, dude. Walked into uh, Cape Spear. On <laughs> How the- many times do I have to say I- this? I know it's cold. He's wearing a kilt. Exactly. His that- balls are exposed. It's Canada. It's cold. Surely he's wearing something under that kilt. I don't know, man. You're not supposed to. Like thermal underwear. Not he- a Scottish tradition, dude. Maybe that's what just kept him going. It's like, ah, oh, if I stop moving, I- my balls will freeze. Go to get in the Newfoundland. No. Uh, I'm cold. Uh, mine was accurate. Yours was yeah. offensive. So, so anyways, this is pretty cool. Nine months it took him. Okay, and what yeah. was he raising money for? For tree planting in the highlands, back in, the, in his homeland. In the Scottish highlands. So for some reason he came over here, thought he would walk across Canada because it's a stark contrast to the lack of trees there. And he wants to reforest the highlands in Scotland. Okay. So he raised a bunch of money too, $60,000 for trees. And that dog's got to be pretty happy too, right? This is the thing I'm happy for. The dog spends every waking moment next to its human, gets to go for long, long walks every day. I think the dog should get some recognition. Has there ever been another dog that walked across Canada? I don't know that there has been. No. The dog deserves an award. Why are we talking about old Scotty here? We got to be talking about the dog. What Do we know the dog's name? Luna. Good job, Luna. Yeah. We appreciate you, Luna. Luna doesn't wear a kilt, though. Do Scottish dogs bark a certain way? Arf! The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.